to the Simply Healthy You podcast, your place for overcoming overwhelm with your health to reach your fullest potential. I'm your host, Casey Kane, and I am so pumped to have you here. I'm a recovering burnt out high achiever who was diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid condition by my early 30s. I didn't realize that running myself ragged in the name of being superwoman and determined to achieve all the things in life was killing my body. I created this podcast so that you don't have to continue the struggle like I did for over a decade. I sat down, studied the data, and simplified what it means to prioritize your own health needs so that you can be the best for all the things on your to-do list. Everything you hear on this podcast, I have tested and implemented in my own super-packed life with my family to bring you the tips, tools, and strategies that will keep your life simply healthy. Welcome to another episode of the Simply Healthy You podcast. I am so grateful to be infiltrating your brain with today's topic. You might not know that as I'm recording this episode, I am a little over 30 weeks pregnant with our second child. Our first is two and a half years old. We are in the process of building a brand new home on 12 and a half acres of property, the largest amount of property that myself or my husband has ever owned in our entire life. And all while working on expanding the services that I offer my clients in my holistic health business. It's no surprise as the ambitious, high achieving woman that I am, that I put a lot of pressure on myself at the beginning of this year, both as a CEO and as a mom and a partner and all the other titles that I've taken on in my life. And recently I crashed hard. (laughs) So I'm talking about this uh, topic of burnout today because I know you've had these moments too. I know your to-do list is just as long as mine, even if those items look differently because perhaps you're not running your own business and things like that. And I know that you're juggling a lot of things and wearing a lot of hats. With the help of my business coach, which I will say over and over again, I find it so valuable to invest in help and support no matter what it is that you're doing. You don't necessarily need to be an entrepreneur to have a support system in place. And sometimes family and friends are not those people. Sometimes you really do need to to spend that time looking for people who uh, connect with what you do and can help support you in the ways that you're not an expert in. So with the help of my business coach, here's what this recent burnout got me to thinking about. Because you know, with my background in psychology, I believe 150% that mental health is just as important as physical health. And that's why we are going to take care of all of it here. So one question that I want you to ask yourself is, are you always showing up as the person who does all the things? I know that that's something that I tend to do. I think it's great for us to be on top of our shit and bringing our A game and you know, being the best that we can be. And, and I strive for that myself, but if you're constantly going at that speed and never taking time to recharge yourself, you will burn out every single time. And I mean, I learned this the hard way (laughs) multiple times over. I'm, I'm sitting here telling you this, but I know myself that I don't always listen. The self-care movement has grown a lot. And I think that that's great. And, you know, things like going out to a coffee shop or getting a manicure or doing things that are just for taking care of yourself is great. But sometimes 
thinking of those things and being able to do those things, it's a lot different when it comes to the execution of all of that. And for some of us with our really long to-do lists, we have to be a lot more intentional about it. So like, what does that actually mean? Are you being intentional with the time that you're not spending for others? Like being a hundred percent selfish, which I know is really hard to do. I have such a struggle with that on a daily basis, as much as I know in my logical brain that that is what I need to do to recharge. And we all recharge very differently. Being a hundred percent selfish is the best thing you can do for yourself at times. I am one of those people that tends to fall victim to quote resting (laughs) and still checking things off of my to-do list. So I will sit on a Friday night and I'm like, oh yeah, it's couch time. All right. And then, you know, me and the hubby are trying to figure out what we're going to watch on, you know, Netflix or what have you, what snacks are we going to have? And I pull out my computer and start checking off the fact that I've got to buy some new clothes for my daughter because she's grown out of her size, or I need to um, get myself another pair of maternity pants or the light in our refrigerator just burnt out and I needed to buy a new light for the refrigerator, right? So here I am building up this rest time for myself. (laughs) And yet I'm sitting down with my computer to still check off the to-do list. And then I wake up Saturday morning and wonder why I don't feel like I got that break. I feel like it just was a continuation of the rest of the day. I'm telling myself that I had this rest time when in actuality, I'm not taking that time to to, to rest, to really just shut my brain off and do something that is completely selfish. I also love having a clean house, but that is something that benefits the people around me as well. That's not something I would classify as being completely selfish. It makes me feel better because I enjoy having a clean house and I love doing the housework. And especially right now in this nesting stage, you know, I want things to be organized. I'm very type A when it comes to those kinds of things. But again, it's not something that's completely selfish for me. And so I encourage you to think about that intentionality with the time that you're not spending for others. And I know another huge issue that I have too is feeling worthy of spending money on myself. When you talk about, like I said earlier, going to a coffee shop or getting a manicure, or I love to go and get my lashes done. I have super pin straight lashes. (laughs) They're, They're wonderfully long, but they stay straight no matter what I do, no matter what eyelash curler. And so I found an esthetician in the area that does these keratin lash lifts and It's fantastic. And I finally look like I have curled lashes all the time. I love doing that. That is something that is 100% selfish for me. It takes about an hour. So it's some nice alone time where I'm, I literally have my eyes sealed shut (laughs) to get this done. And so I can sit and relax. But I also have that feeling of not being worthy to spend that money on myself, especially something like that. And so I know that that's part of the struggle with really doing that selfish time. And so if you struggle with that the money part of it, one, ask yourself why, and two, what other ways can you still practice that 100% being selfish and doing things that are just for you? So I said on my social media not too long ago when I hit this burnout moment that 
I felt this train coming. I had been trying to do so much more than ever before in the beginning of this year, especially in my business with a new baby coming in May, knowing that I was going to want to take some time off from actively coaching clients and things like that. I was doing so many more, so much more. And I thought I would feel better by doing more. And I think that's pretty common. I think we want to check more things off the list. And we think that the more that we check things off, we're going to feel better because then something's getting done. But our expectations are so much more in return for what we're doing because we're doing such a huge list of things and accomplishing so much and never taking that break and never taking that rest. We expect that things are going to be so much different on the other side of things. And that's not always true because the motivation behind us doing the bigger checklist and getting all is what matters most. My expectations were so much higher. I was not being as authentic to myself when I was looking at the activities that I was doing in my business and the way that I was showing up on social media and the way that I was serving my clients. I wasn't being as authentic. I was trying to check off more things. And so I didn't stay true to myself. I wasn't taking the time to recharge because I thought I had to just keep pushing. And I ended up putting information out that, you know, maybe was not quite my style. I saw someone else doing something like this and it it looked like a good idea. So that's, that's what I did, but it wasn't really something that was fitting for me. And this, you know, I'm talking in relation to my business, but this applies to all aspects of our life. I spent so much time trying to show up for everyone else, showing up for my daughter, showing up for my husband, and trying to check off all the things that I completely forgot about myself in the process. And it's a very common thing to happen. And the whole time, that burnout train was headed right for me. I mean, I could hear the horn, I saw the signs it was on the way, and I just kept pushing on that track instead of shifting and thinking that, well, this train's not going to hit me. I can avoid this. Even though I'm on the same damn track and I can see it coming, I thought, nope, I'm going to keep pushing because I know this is the way, right? We get that stubbornness about us when we've got our mind made up to do something a certain way. And it slammed into me. It slammed into me hard. And I'm sure you felt this way before. And it is so much harder in those moments when you don't take that time to recharge. We feel like we're wasting time or we feel like we're lazy. That's something I hear a lot when we take the time to recharge and we take the time to do something selfish because it feels as though we are doing nothing, which let me remind you is how it should feel. (laughs) It should feel like you're doing nothing for that short period of time or that you're doing something that is intentionally recharging you for that period of time. Because what it actually does on the other end of it is gives you more energy. It gives you the ability to feel replenished and have something to give at that point. When you have nothing left to give, when you're going so hard all the time, it takes that much more energy and effort for you to put into all the things that you're doing because you're starting off completely tapped out. You've got to force it at that point. You've got to really focus on the things that you're doing because at that point, you're so exhausted. Your brain's going in a million directions. Like To get it to quiet and be able to focus on the task at hand, it takes 10 times the amount of effort that it would if you just took the little bit of time to recharge, refocus, 
clear your brain and start from fresh. And then what happens from there? I know for me, I started resenting those around me. I was getting mad at my husband for the tasks that I was trying to accomplish because he wasn't chipping in, you know, or something to to that effect. And I had to step back and say, if, if you're constantly trying to do all the things and you're not asking anybody for help and you're not being open when you're struggling, you're only showing the people around you that you're capable of being superwoman all the time. You're only showing them that you've got it under control and that they don't have to participate in those things because you've never asked for help. You've never said, Hey, I'm struggling with this. And you can't, I mean, we do this all the time, but you can't resent them for thinking that you've got your shit under control if you're not talking with them about it. So you start resenting the things that once brought you joy. I enjoy cooking and I do cook five or six days a week, most weeks. And it's some, it became a task. It just became another project that I had to do. And I was blaming the fact that, you know, my daughter gets rambunctious at that time of day or, um, all the things that I, I thought was wrong or that weren't working and like, didn't want to be cooking anymore. And meanwhile, here's something that I signed myself up for. I chose to do because it was something that I enjoyed. And here I am blaming all these external factors for why I no longer had the joy in doing that. And I get it, but you have to ask yourself, who made it this way? Why was I feeling so much pressure when it came to cooking? Was it actually the cooking that was causing the pressure? No, that wasn't what was. And and if it was the case, why didn't I ask someone else to pitch in at some point to do some cooking, right? That's why on Sundays, my husband <laughs> loves his pizza. And so many, many months ago, I said, we can have pizza if you want every single Sunday, but you're making it. You're going to learn how to make it. You're going to figure it all out. And I'm not cooking on Sundays and that's your thing. And there's no problem with doing that. We sometimes feel that if we ask for help, that we're showing weakness And it's absolutely not true. And deep down inside, I think we know it's not true, but it's still so difficult to ask for help at times. Asking for help is a sign of of smart. I mean, being smart, it's a sign of, you know, that you know you can't possibly get all the things done. I mean, that's a smart choice to make because you and Beyonce both only have the same 24 hours in a day. And you can't possibly create more time. So at some point, you've got to give responsibilities to other people. And the other people in your life would probably love to help. They just think that you don't need it. You know, it doesn't mean you're any less capable and it allows them to rise to their potential and see that being good at everything is not necessary. Being able to do everything is not necessary. You know, that's certainly not the example that I want to set for my children. I don't want them to think, well, my mom did all the things, so I have to do all the things, right? That's why we get these these kids with such high levels of anxiety these days, because we are pushing ourselves to a limit that is just not necessary and not possible. Like I said, we only have 24 hours in a day. Help is necessary. Help is smart. Help is what leads to more success and and more joy. So what did I learn from this whole thing? 
what tips do I have for recharging? Well, it's going to look different for each one of us. What you do to recharge is going to be different than what I do to recharge. I, you know, am a researcher at heart and I love to learn. I'm always loving to learn new things and dive into different subjects. I'm always educating myself. So one of the things that I did to find that selfish time. So number one, find things that are selfish and just for you. Make a list of them. (laughs) You need to have those on hand when these moments are coming and you forget what it is that does recharge you because I know how that is and it's not something that's at the top of our, our brain all the time. So find things that are selfish and just for you and create a list. And one of those things for me was taking 30 minutes again to listen to a podcast episode or read in one of the many books that I had sitting around, um, you know, on nutrition or on mindset or the the other things that I like to learn about on a regular basis. Or um, that was one of the things getting outside and, you know, now the weather's getting nicer, spending some time walking. I used to walk a lot more. And now, you know, with trying to designate business hours for myself during the week, I find I just go straight into my office and go right to work. Meanwhile, taking a walk and listening to a podcast used to inspire so much creativity for myself, used to really get those juices flowing for me. And so finding that that's selfish, that's just for me. It was a lot easier when my daughter was smaller, and I could plop her in the stroller and we could go and she wouldn't want to come out of the stroller. (laughs) But now she's an independent two and a half year old and wants to be walking along the way. So now I sneak out and and go do my walk on nice days. And if not, you know, I go in my office and I, I listen to a podcast, I do some stretching, things like that. Workout time was a big one for me. And right now with this pregnancy and just needing more sleep, I'm not getting up early to get that workout done all the time. So I do some yoga in my office, things like that. These are things that I found are selfish completely for me and recharge me. What that looks like for you is, is going to be different, perhaps. The next important thing is to schedule that selfish time. Because we all know, again, with those limited 24 hours, if you don't intentionally put it on your calendar somewhere, it is never going to happen. Don't kid yourself. Don't try to remember. Don't say I'll fit it in after I do X, Y, and Z. If you don't say this is a non-negotiable 30 minutes even of my day, you know, three times a week, whatever it is, then it's not going to happen. So for me on the three days a week that I do come into my office to work, I know that I have that 30 minutes of time in those mornings that is now dedicated to just that. And I at least have those three moments within my week where it is just me time. And then once, you know, every six to eight weeks, I'm going to schedule that lash appointment as another like bigger opportunity for that selfish time, but it's got to get on the schedule. Otherwise it's not going to happen. And the last thing that I really learned from this whole thing and tip that I want to give to you is to give yourself more grace. And I know that we hear this a lot. A lot of people say like, give yourself more grace when it comes to it. But what I really want you to ask yourself is what is the worst thing that will happen if I don't do X? When you're feeling that pressure to keep checking things off of that list and keep pushing on the track that you're on, despite the burnout train coming straight at you, what is the worst thing that will happen if I don't do the things that I think I need to do? 
Because chances are there's a good chunk of things on that list that don't actually need to happen in order for you to continue to be successful in whatever it is that you're working towards, whether it's, you know, motherhood or being a partner or being an entrepreneur, whatever it is that you're doing in your career, chances are all of those things don't have to happen right at that moment. And if you were to wait and put them off a little bit until you were more refreshed, you would probably have a much better outcome. So what's the worst thing that will happen if you don't do X right at that moment when that burnout is is about to hit you? Ask yourself that. So thanks so much for being here for another episode of the Simply Healthy You podcast, talking about overcoming burnout. I hope that these tips were helpful for you today. If this resonated with you, I would greatly appreciate it if you share this episode with a family member or friend who might also benefit from these tips on overcoming burnout because I know I'm not alone. I know there's lots of us who are going through this and I don't have any ads or sponsorships for this podcast. So your shares mean a lot to me. Thanks so much for being here. And I look forward to talking to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Simply Healthy You podcast. If these episodes are resonating with you, go ahead and click that subscribe button and leave a review with all the great nuggets that you're taking away from today's episode. I promise you, I read every single one of them as your feedback is really valuable to me in creating future episodes. As your host, I look forward to having you join me for the next episode. But in the meantime, remember, keep it simple and eat more plants.